Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. You're now live on the Middleman Radio. This is the Middleman Talk Show, and I'm your boy Al. And this is Kevin. And this is Jen. And this is Nick. The gang is back. How's everybody doing, man? Oh, man. Doing great, brother. Doing great. Another week down with no toilet paper. I, I was telling the guys that I'm trying to, you know, I've a, I'm the only girl. I have a house full of boys, and I'm trying to, you know, stop everybody from eating my coronavirus snacks because they're they're going fast. And I'm like, you gotta you gotta ration these out, guys. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell y'all something. Just looking at this mess, people right. posting people that's at the grocery store that got toilet tissue to the ceiling. How your buggy? How, how do how, how do you how do your basket? How do you have so much tissue in your basket mm-hmm. that you got it all the way to the ceiling? Do you need that much toilet paper? What were they doing before? <laughs> right. <Man>. right, right. <laughs> like y'all just going by the week milk paper. I mean, what? <laughs> well, you know, I think there's a fear, you know, as if. You know, they shut down grocery stores, or if there's a shortage on to- toilet paper, you know, they want to be covered. But, you know, literally, I don't know. Yeah. Well, can well, can I say this? Paper. I'm, I'm going to just say this on some grown folk stuff. On some grown folk <laughs> stuff. You can use wet wipes, they got baby wipes everywhere. Uh, uh, I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, but, but, Make but sure. you know, wet wipes clog your toilets. Exactly. If you're going to do that, get flushable wipes. Like, okay, for well, instance, yeah. well, I use dude wipes. Thank you for emphasizing, yeah. hey, thank you for emphasizing <laughs> the proper terminology. <laughs> but at yeah, the same problem. time, if you were out here kind, getting all you know, that toilet tissue. Well, for, from a person who comes from a family of extreme couponers and people that, hey, you know, hey, stockpile, hey, hey. you know, <laughs> I didn't Fair have right, anything right. to worry about because I went to my dad and he, you know, he's always prepared like if, you know, Armageddon is coming. So, you know, Hold he's on, a man. You can't be telling the stash spot. Now, you're telling too much information <laughs> right now. Right. That's, that's too the much information right coming now. Up. <laughs> you know, people gonna be trying to find them. Cut it out. Oh Lord, well, they will survive. Mm. They might not They're if they go good. to your dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Pow! <laughs> hey, um, but we definitely hey, want man, to thank everybody I'm, for hey, we, in to the show today. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Middleman's uh, Talk Show today. We definitely have a great show um, playing out for you guys today. If you didn't get a chance to uh, go back and listen to our previous show from last Sunday on the, the benefits of having life insurance, please go back and check out that show. A wealth of knowledge on that particular show. We definitely want to thank our guests. Um, who were on to provide that helpful information? My wife, uh, Mrs. Fear, Mrs. Harrison, and also uh, Kevin. Can you help me out with the other 
Guess name. I knew you was going to do that. Yes, I forgot her last name. Her first name is Miss Renika. We definitely appreciate uh, them for helping us out last week with that information. Awesome. I mean, I got a great. Hey, we got a lot of feedback on that show. Uh, Hopefully, it was informative. Uh, for everybody, hopefully you learn something, and hopefully you continuously keep sharing that show. I uh, went back and looked at a couple of the stacks for that particular show. I mean, a lot of people shared that show, listened to that show, so uh, keep sharing that show, keep listening to that show. And uh, one other other thing we want to emphasize uh, to all of our listeners, uh, yes, this show is live. Yes, we do live callers, but we are a podcast also. Make sure you download the show. Share the show. Download. Tell your friends to download it. Don't don't share the show like that. Just tell everybody to download. We're a podcast also. Just want to let y'all know that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I just did that. But, uh, <laughs> hey, if I must say, uh, <laughs> we're available on iTunes iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, MyTuner, and Podcaster. So those are a couple of sites you can find the Middleman Talk Show on. And uh, we would love for you guys to make sure you uh, go get those shows, download them, keep downloading. Uh, hey, you all right over there? Yeah, I'm good, man. How about you? All right, man. You act like you got that virus or something. Just dipping out, coughing, cutting the mic off, and all this stuff. What's wrong with you, boy? Yeah, just had to clip my throat. Got to your own button. Yeah. Man, give some water, somebody. Give some water. Coughing off to the side, man. Water. Well, uh, on to today's today's topic of uh, tonight's discussion, man. Like, ready or not, emergency planning. So since the, since the coronavirus outbreak, we have seen several countries affected. Some of these countries are on complete lockdown. Um, and this basically is to help with social distancing, um, to decrease the amount of spread for this virus. So what's next for the United States? We saw President Trump had uh, several uh, TV uh, reports in which he identified what we will be doing next, and also we see that the uh, that Congress just passed on uh, paid sick leave for those who contracted the coronavirus. So we also wanted to discuss what are some of the safety steps that people should use and do daily, and how does the coronavirus affect the upcoming election for 2020, and what should we do to prepare? What type of items should you have in your home in case we go on the lockdown? So we definitely want to hear your thoughts. We're going to get into this discussion. We have uh, some special guests who will be calling in soon to provide some information as well. And we really want to hear your voice. The number is 516-387-1542 if you want to comment. Uh, We definitely have the chat board open as well, if you're on the chat board, you can get your comment in there. So um, let's go ahead and dive into it. Uh, Kevin, do we want to roll with the clip first? Do we want to go ahead into the uh, the discussion? Let's go into the discussion first because uh, these clips that we have today are somewhat on the second part, second half of the show. So let's go ahead and get into this conversation. So we've seen over the past week, you know, we saw that the NBA, you know, season was uh, put on a halt. Uh, we saw that the NCAA has uh, postponed March Madness as well. And so now that, you know, we've seen a lot of our school districts, uh, gatherings at a certain level of numbers uh, are prohibited at this time due to the spread of, of the coronavirus. Like, what's next for us, guys? Like, what do you guys think is coming next? Martial, martial law. Oh Lord. <laughs> you hold on. I agree. I agree. Uh, martial law is coming, uh, and I believe you know. I have a friend who says sources at the White House and Pentagon are saying that the government will shut down probably by the end of next week. Um, wow. They're already postponing elections. Um, you see here in the state of Georgia, they postponed our uh, pr- primary uh, into May. Yeah, they, they I am very suspicious. Well. 
uh, in Louisiana as well. I'm very suspicious of postponing the the general election in November if things don't brighten up. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's that martial law and our, our everything will be locked down soon. I don't think the kids, Jim. they stay two weeks, but I don't think they're going back into right. the fall, Jim. maybe. Jen, I have a question. When you said that, you know, you brought up about the elections, the primaries being, you know, placed on hold for an additional month. Does that give the potential candidates, you know, more time to plead their case to those particular areas? Or do you feel like those particular states pretty much have their person already chosen? I think that it, it puts an unfair advantage. I think, you know, Biden is in the lead. He was he's likely to win, unfortunately, for in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, um the Democratic nomination. However, a lot of people that may be voting or want to register to vote may, you know, don't because of this delay or they don't go. Um, you know, I early voted, so I voted this past week. But what about, you know, the people that planned on early voting this week? Um, or, you know, voting in general, like, it's, I, I think you're going to lose a lot of voters who, whose voice will be not heard just because they may forget to go back in May or the enthusiasm has died down because of coronavirus. Um, I, I think it will put it, you know, the voting uh, population will, will be affected. Right. Uh Nick? So I got a few thoughts on this. Uh, one, just um, because of the nature of my job, I do know for a fact that there are still a lot of nonprofits that are out actively registering people to vote, um, and their mm-hmm. plan is to continue to do so as long as it is absolutely safe. Uh, obviously, you know they're all monitoring situations, but they are still planning to register as many people to vote as possible. Um, right. I think that in terms of martial law, I'm trying to keep myself out of that headspace, but I will say that it is quite ironic that for eight years, Republicans said that President Obama would declare martial law. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not going to leave office. He's not going to leave office. He's not going to leave office. He's going to declare martial law. And everything that they've essentially accused President Obama is doing, President Trump is doing. So that, right. that's why I'm trying to keep myself out of that headspace. I'll say this much. Um, at this point, I'm kind of at the point with the people who are, you know, on the fence about voting. I, I really, really want to ride for you guys, and, and I really, really want to encourage you guys to get out there and vote. But i got to be honest. Because voting has always been such an important part of my life and my family's mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. I find it very frustrating that the possibility of the election, again, coming down to people who are wishy-washy about voting. And and that, and, and that is what really is scaring me about this entire process, because I agree with Jen. Right. I think there is a very strong likelihood that some people will, you know, either be either from fear of coronavirus or, you know, whatever the case may be, even though most, if not all states have absentee voting, I think that's something that they should put into effect, you know, heavily. Right. Like I said, it's my mind is spinning on it in several different ways, but the reality is we got to vote. Stop complaining. Find a way to do it. Y'all found a way to get all this damn toilet tissue? Find a way to get your vote in. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm down with Jen. I think they're going to lock everything down. Um, these elections are definitely, I mean, I, I don't know, man. We we live in some strange times. Everything seems like it's just surreal right now. It's like when 2020 right. hit, man, it just hit the fan. I, I really don't know what to say, man. I mean, it's just... This is one of the most confusing times that I've had in my natural life. And I know that we definitely need to prepare ourselves mentally, physically, mm-hmm. and spiritually for all mm-hmm. this crap that's coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's definitely time to come you know, yeah, at the end of the day, that's, that's what's going to have to happen because our community 
uh, we definitely going to have to basically, man, we're going to have to, when it, when it do hit the fan, we're going to have to build up from the ground up because right now uh, what we're seeing, you, you don't have any confidence in what the government is offering. Really, your local government, I mean, how much confidence do you have in them? So right. we're we going to have to do a lot of stuff we're going to have to do. Right. And also, too, guys, like I want to, you know, um, <clears throat> pose this question, too, before we bring in our next guest, is that, um, like, what about our people who are living on the low income, like our poorest people who don't have the resources to actually get to a resource? Like, what's going to be next for them? How are we going to support them? What is the, you know, what are the plans for our states and local governments to combat that? I mean, you have a lot of people who live in rural areas that do not have cars to get to a store, to get to a doctor's office, to get to Can any type of with you? Can I be honest with you? Go ahead. The majority of people that live in a rural area, they live in a very rural area. They know how to do things that we've forgotten about. They know how to fish. They know how to hunt. They know how to mm-hmm. live off the land. So when you think about those aspects of, of just survival, uh, all the things that we are used to, our conveniences, they don't really need. Why do you think they live out so far? So it's not that much of an issue. only thing that you would look for with them would be from a medical standpoint, if they need the hospital or certain medications that they may be on. But when it comes to just natural survival, uh, they're not too much. They, I don't think they'll be too much concerned with that, especially right. black folks. We turn pigs into cuisines. <laughs> Just saying. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So that's so, my thought on it. What, what, what do y'all think about that? I think we should worry about people in urban areas. Like I know locally, you know, and and I know this is happening around the country. You know, children that do receive, you know, their meals, their main source of food. From school, you know, a lot of the local governments and schools are making sure that those kids eat every day now that school is out. I think we should be concerned mm-hmm. about those children, um, concerned about kids who, you know, their their support system and their whole life is surrounded by school. Um, and, and, you know, now out of, you know, they don't even have after school programs because those are shut down. Um, we should yeah. be concerned about, about those people as well. Um, so I think that those are some of the main impacts and poor, you know, we go out and we, you know, I bought water and toilet tissue, but if the store, if there was a store closure, there are a lot of people, uh, in poor rural, not even just rural America, just in urban America or just in poor cities or towns that may can't stop how toilet paper or bottled water. Um, it'll, I think that even if a lot of people do not get the virus themselves, they will be affected about what is about to happen to our economy, our hourly workers, um, people that are paid by the hour, people that do not have paid sick leave, people who do not have paid time off, um, people who don't have access to pay for additional daycare, um, who's affected, who can't go to work, then they can't pay their bills. Um, We're we're going to see, you know, they have been predicting a um, recession since last year, but this has speeded up and it has increased the impact where the how the recession is going to hit, and it's going to be bad. Well, I would also like to say, uh, particularly, look, I think that you know, and, and this is coming from call us the Katrina survivor in me. I think that a lot of our neighborhoods will actually pull together. I really do. I've seen it happen before. I've seen it happen, you know, uh, just this, just on yesterday, um, the one of the nonprofits that I sit on the board for, Extend a Hand, Help a Friend, we did a food drive um, where we gave literally a truckload of food we gave away. And whereas before we've been trying to do it once a month, I think with the way things are going, we're looking at our food partner, uh, Feeding America, to see about if we can do it at least once a week for the next couple of weeks. You know, just to kind of get people through because, I mean, these grocery stores are just, like, completely out of it. So I know the demand is probably going to go up for Feeding America, but we're going to try to see if we can get that going. And there are other nonprofits that do things like that all the time. I think this is just a time for communities to try to get get together. We have have to pull together or circumstances will force us together. 
And that seems to be the running theme because a lot of these disasters, a lot of these, you know, pandemics and, and what, what have you, they usually hit us really hard. And we have to band together. You know, so I, I think the best thing to do is to do it willingly and, and not begrudgingly. And so, right. Yeah, I agree, Nick. Um, you know, definitely this is a time to come together um, because right now we have the advantage to see what happened in other countries before, you know, we noticed there was something occurring here. Now, we still don't know what the numbers are. Because you got to think, like, there is no legitimate test for it as of right now. And then, of course, you have those people who just probably felt like they were sick and didn't really think of that magnitude of what it really was. So we really don't have that number as well, too. So um, we definitely need to make sure that we stay, you know, on top and, you know, planning for things and make sure that the the plans, you know, meet the needs of of the people, I mean, because right. like we don't want to be, you know, left behind or you know, anything can happen. But um, sure. are we ready to bring in are our guests? Yeah, uh, yeah, right now we're gonna somewhat switch the switch the mode of the show because I mean, this is a very uh, um, important part of this conversation as far as preparing yourself, preparedness, emergency planning. Uh, the guest that we're about to bring on right now, uh, he's go, he goes by the name of Dobelly, Dobelly Spray. He's from uh, Northeast Mississippi. Uh, he is the host of the Internet show, The Drunken Disciple. Uh, he's a tactical firearm instructor and the chairman of the New Black Panther Party uh, in Columbus, Mississippi. What's going on with you, brother? I'm good, brother. And yourself? Good to be here. Oh, thank you very much for taking a little, taking some time out of your day to uh, get on here and talk with our people about survival. Because um, uh, if anybody um, are, are friend, if they're friends with you or aware of you, um, they know that you do preach, you know, self-reliance, taking care yes, of yourself, sir. making sure you understand how to survive. And uh, yes, you know, that's that's one thing you've been talking about for the last ten years that I've I've seen. So uh, if we can get into that, and, and if you got anything that you can somewhat send out. Um, to our listeners right now to help them survive. So we got a couple of things we're going to cover also. Uh, but is, is there anything that you think right now in these trying times that people need to make sure uh, that they're up on to survive mm-hmm. through these times that are to come? Yes, sir. Um, one of the things I always try and get people to uh, remember is that in any crisis situation, or what we like to call uh, SHTF or stuff hits the fan. Uh, people mm-hmm. panic and they buy a bunch of things that they don't really need, <laughs> you know, because it's right. a spur of the moment thing. So right. you're pulling your hair out and, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out, you know, what are you going to buy? What do you need? And a lot of times you grab the wrong thing. So, uh, you know, what good is it to have six months of extra toilet tissue and two weeks of food? <laughs> you know, uh, what good is it to have a boatload of hand sanitizer and no drinking water? Right. You know, the cool. only thing that leads to is a bunch of people who started death with clean butts and clean hands, basically. Because you haven't got the things that you need. Um, I personally live by a phrase, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And right. what that means, if uh, if you went into the last minute to buy supplies, you're making irrational purchases. Uh, not only that, but you're increasing your chances of uh, contracting the disease. Because you're going to grocery stores, gas stations, around a bunch of different people, exposing yourself to social contact with the disease. So the last place right. you want to be is in a viral outbreak around people. So I know we posed a question earlier about people that live in rural areas, and, and also uh, Jen, you know, spoke up for the people in the urban areas that, you know, as far as making sure they have proper meals, uh, things of that nature. But when you look at the rural areas, what are some of the things, if you live in a rural area, that's a necessity to have uh, when you're out in a rural area to survive? And also, if you could speak upon, you know, self-protection, because that's one thing we didn't, we haven't spoke upon as of yet. But you got to be able to protect yourself on your property also. Yes, sir. So could you speak to those yes, two sir. things right there for me? Yes, sir. Um, 
the advantages of living in a rural area, and I've found this being a child who grew up in a, a backwater in Mississippi. Um, you have access to clean water. You have access to wildlife for food. Um, you have access to uh, wilderness for several different reasons, whether it's just, you know privacy or uh, living off the land or whatever you need. You have those resources in your backyard. In an urban area, you don't have that. In a rural area, you come into less contact with foreign people who you know might not be from your area. In an urban area, everybody's in the same place. You know, so you come into a, a contact with uh, a lot of people from a lot of different places. So that right. can pose as a, a threat to somebody that's serious about their serious about their survivalism. Excuse me. Um, if we were to look at uh, self uh, self protection, you know, you got to own firearm. Usually, in a crisis, is not the event that does the worst damage. It's the behavior of people during and after that crisis. People lose right. their minds in a disaster. You know, they give up on life. Uh, many haven't prepared with uh, supplies and the things they need, so they need at least to violence. You know, you got to be prepared to defend your family and have security around your home. Well, I have a list of some things that uh, – a couple of websites. Now, one thing I will say about these lists that you will find on the Internet, don't just go off one of them. Look at many right. of them as you can because some people will mm-hmm. tell you some things that will be beneficial to you. Some things may be to your own detriment. Uh, but right. one of the lists that I'm looking at, you know, they're talking about having extra batteries, uh, peanut butter and, and, and granola bars, pasta, bottle, bottles of water. Now, one thing with water, if you don't have mm-hmm. the water purifying tablets, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Because right. after a period or, of time, that um, water's not going to be good. Um, either that or you actually uh, no skills to clean that water. You know, you can clean that water with uh, a Pepsi bottle. You know, if you got right. a Pepsi bottle, some rocks, some charcoal, with some sand, you can purify that water. Mm. But you have to have those skills. Um, I, right, I have a true. thing that I call um, the eight C's. And when I talk to people about uh, bug out bags, for those that don't know, a bug out bag is basically a, a knapsack or canvas bag that you keep in your vehicle in case you have to leave from your home or your protected area. And you need all the essentials in that bag, enough for you and your family. So we have what's called mm-hmm. uh, the eight C's. The eight C's in that bag should be canned goods, cutting tool, cordage, cover, uh, some type of combustible material, uh, containers, clean water, and candles. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things that, that you have to have in that bag in case you have to move. You ever heard the, uh, they used to say, um, you can't take it with you? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely true in a survival situation. You know, you have to take what you can get, especially if you live in an urban right. area. Um, another thing I have is the rule of threes. The rule of threes state mm-hmm. that, you know, you can live three minutes without air. You can live three hours without shelter in a severe climate. You can live three days without water and three weeks without food. But you have to prepare for those things before the disaster happens. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, so some my, of the things that I've read. had another word for that, yeah. uh, for that bag, you know, because she taught us very young, and all of her grandkids have the bag. It's, it's, uh, well, this is a family show. It's, it's called an old shoot bag. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Now I, I've noticed on um, some of my research also uh, they're what, what they're recommending now, especially with the technology that we have uh, to help identify yourself or either uh, you know keep your important papers and information save all of your mm-hmm. save all of your information on the USB drive and keep that with you too. Mm-hmm. Like if you got important documents, scan them, uh, put them with your your, your, your bug out mm-hmm. bag. Um, that bug yes, out sir. bag is a very important item to have. Uh, I know Al and I, we've talked about it several times. They have a scrawl out there called the life scrawl. If you do run across uh, a stream of water that looks clear, but it still has bacteria in it, that scrawl mm-hmm. will take all the bacteria out of mm-hmm. it. Same thing yes, you're talking sir. about, same principle uh, with the Coca-Cola bottle. But this one right here, you can buy several of those. And how long do they last? Al, like a couple of years? Or is it a couple yeah, of months? Yeah, th- yeah, yeah yes, uh, they can last three to three to six years. Mm-hmm. So yes, sir. we're we're not we're not doing this show to scare anybody. 
But right. in the event that something happens, you should always be prepared because just even preparing for this show, I really started thinking, I'm like, if something really do happen, which nine out of ten times when things happen, it happens unexpectedly. Right. I don't think I'm mm-hmm. ready. Do y'all feel like y'all ready? Most well, people no, I know you ready. Absolutely. <laughs> no, Bill, I know you ready. <laughs> Absolutely. I would also, if I could make an addition to what, what Doe is saying on that, um, we actually keep a second bag um, that contains, because you never want to put, you know, important documents. Yes, you want to keep them on a, a USB drive and have backup copies of everything, but for the physical copies, you never want to keep them in anything that has liquids or uh, or just anything that could spill onto those documents. So passports, birth certificates, right. things like that. Uh, uh, we keep those in a separate bag. I also keep, and I know everybody may not be in the position to do this, but I would definitely try to, you know, get towards it. I also keep a prepaid card with $100 on it, just an emergency 100 mm-hmm. that I put in there. And I have a, a prepaid cell phone that I have in there because uh, for those of us who went through Katrina, we all know a lot of cell towers might be down, but then, like for us, particularly on the coast, when all the cell towers went down, everything went down except for Verizon. And so we had a prepaid cell phone with um, Verizon because it, it, they obviously have the most towers. So that's just right. if I could just make a, just an addition to that. And this is definitely not a mm. plug for Verizon. I'm not particularly fond of them. But you can't deny that they have, <laughs> you know, the best coverage in terms of uh, cell usage. So that's just something right, to think about. Right. It doesn't have to be a fancy phone. Go get yourself a flip phone. It's fine. It's like $10 at Family Dollar. But you want to make sure that if it all goes down, you at least have an attempt at another way of being able to stay in contact. Hmm. Uh, one thing I noticed too, Nick, just to add to that, is uh, two-way radios. Uh, mm-hmm. You definitely yes, want to have you some two-way radios because if you got a yes, party sir. of a couple of people and you have to split up, you know, those radios right. have a good range on them where you can at least say, I found something over here, meet me in this direction. I know they're talking about make sure you keep compasses. I, I mean, I know if you went into Boy Scouts and you really just had a compass as a kid, uh, most phones have compass uh, compass on it. Uh, but right. you got to learn how to read a compass and a map. Yeah. So, I mean, you, right. you definitely, in case you get out in the wilderness, you your car break down somewhere and, you know, gas is out and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. you got to know how to get from point A to point B. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I would just like to add on what the brother said when he brought up Katrina. Uh, that's a valuable point. You know, the only building that was not broken in during Katrina. Phone can't company. guess, can you? Phone the company. library. Oh, wow. The yeah. library was the only building that was not broken in when that should have been one of the first. Because if the grid is down and you need to find out how to survive, yeah. there are plenty of books in the library. Is it a book? Uh, if you need Don't to give them any ideas. the route through the sewer. You know, most libraries mm-hmm. have the sewer routes in the city, right there in the library. Wow. Wow. You know what? I didn't even think about that, man, because you're right. If, if the internet's yes, down, sir. the power's down, the grid's down, you got to get mm-hmm. a book. Okay, if you don't know how to start a fire, it's in a book. That's yep. the original. If you don't know how to plant a garden, <laughs> that was the original it's in a book. Google. Yes, sir. Well, exactly. You one of those books to start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I mean, just I mean, just thinking about think some of the now. things. Um, yeah, go ahead, Al. But you got to think now. You know, like we're talking about a lot of you know these survivor techniques and you know and skills. Like, like some of us were not even brought up on learning how to do those things. So like, like we're actually speaking to our friends out there to like. I mean, it doesn't hurt to go ahead and practice. It doesn't hurt to go ahead and, and try to go ahead and get some of these things for your home. Um, like, right. it doesn't hurt to just be prepared for anything. Like, I, I do have a fire starter kit. But have I actually took it out the mm. box and, and, like, work with it yet? No. I need to. It's so, like, those yes, are sir. things that we should do as well. Like, you're sitting yes, on the stuff. If it, if it implies that you need to learn how to do it or see how this mechanism works, Go ahead and do it because you never know. You never know. That's why I say if you get ready, you, if you're already ready, you won't have to get ready, you know? That's right. Know these things That's ahead true. of time. That's, That's right. true. That's um, Well, uh, I see one of the things they were also suggesting as far as in your bug out bag is a tarp. Uh, you know, that plastic mm. tarp. You definitely, in case, yes, sir. you know, you have to leave the house, you definitely need to have cover. 
they also yes, have those um, new bags, uh, like the uh, what is it, sleeping bags or the ones you cover yourself up, but it keeps your thermal heat within it. Almost right. looks like aluminum foil. Um, yeah. I would suggest people get those. Yeah, I mean, uh, nail yes, clippers, socks. You got to keep you some extra socks, some pants, underwear, jackets. Um, let's see, make like we said, batteries, um, storage mm-hmm. bags, Ziploc bags. Um, man, it's it's a lot of stuff that you definitely need to make yeah, sure you got in that bag. Just and don't then, think about it. And right? you got to yes, know sir. how to act that bag. Uh, what yes, we're gonna sir. do right quick though, uh, we got a clip. It's a it's it's basically. I got a clip of a, a guy on here. He was talking about what to do with your bug out bag. So we're going to play this, and then after we listen to this clip, we're going to come right back. Uh, you're listening to the Middleman Talk Show. We're talking about ready or not. As Dobella Straight just said, you, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. We're talking yes, about sir. emergency planning. So when it hits the fan, um, and we're not trying to scare y'all, but you might as well be ready. So um, the dial-in number is 516-387-1542. If you would like to get in this conversation and you're listening out there on the Internet and uh, you want to add into this conversation, just call in and press 1. We'll get you into this conversation live. Uh, but this is about the bug out bag. Here we go, y'all. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started talking about item number one, the bag itself. So having a bug out bag means that you are potentially going to find yourself in the great outdoors, in the element. You might find yourself stranded on the side of a road or just leaving a bad situation, transiting from point A to point B. So having a bag that can withstand the elements is going to be very important, uh, especially if it can repel rain or if it's rugged enough that it's going to be able to take a, a little bit of abuse along the way, as well as versatile enough that it can kind of flex to whatever it is that you're going to need your bag to do at that time. So. Item number one is having a bag. The rest of this list is going to be listed in not in necessarily order of importance, but rather in the order that you might use these items. Item number two is going to be having a way of uh, holding water, purifying water, filtering water, because if you're stranded, even if you know help is on the way, you are still probably going to be drinking fluids and things of that nature. So I recommend that you either have water or ways of purifying or filtering it, which I have all of those in my kit, because having water is going to help you think straighter as well as just keeping you alive, of course. So you need to have water in your kit or a way of filtering water. For those of you who live in desert environments, you're probably going to have to put more water than someone like myself, and I have water kind of around me. I know where those water sources are. So just kind of keep that in mind that this is a baseline of what you're going to need in your kit. This isn't a comprehensive uh, video of everything that you need in your exact situation. Item number three is going to be a power bank. I've been in situations where my car battery has died and I'm more or less stranded and I'm just using a cell phone in order to call for help, whether that be a tow truck or a friend or just letting people know where I am. You're going to need to have a way of keeping that cell phone charged until help arrives. So if your car battery does die, Having, uh, having that power bank could potentially be life-saving because it isn't just about being able to survive, it's about being able to find your way out of that situation. And that is why I always make sure to have a power bank in every bug out bag that I have. The next item that I have on this list is having a first aid kit. I always make sure to put it in a very easy to find location, usually on the top of the bag in a nice red easy to find container because if something happens and first you're walking around, you realize you're stranded and then you cut yourself, especially if it's severely, you're going to want to make sure that you have that kit easy to find really quickly because you can bleed out very quickly. So that's going to be instantly the most important piece of gear that you own, that first aid kit, if you find yourself stranded as well as injured. The first aid kit in this bug out bag, I actually did a video on, a video review, so I'll link that video review as well as the link for the kit where you can find it on Amazon in the description box down below. The fifth item that I put in this kit is having a compass. As, and I kind of cheated, I actually have a compass that has a signal mirror as well as a signal whistle. And honestly, in my experience, having a compass on me has literally been the most important piece of gear that I had on me in two or three different instances. Uh, sometimes where I didn't have a compass on me, uh, I found myself lost in the woods for hours, 
And then having a compass on me in a couple other situations has meant the difference between finding my way out of the situation in a matter of minutes rather than in a matter of hours. Since those things have happened, I always have a compass in my everyday carry bags as well as in all of my survival kits and bug out bags. So it's that important. You need to have a compass as well as a map if you have one of your area, preferably a topographic map. And then of course having land nav, basic orienteering skills is also a very important thing to have, especially in a bug out situation. Next up is having a way of keeping yourself sheltered. Uh, so whether that be a tarp or whether that be emergency blankets or whether that be a change of clothes or all of those things, which I have in my bag, I would always recommend that you guys have a way of sheltering yourself from the elements because wind, snow, rain, those can all drop your body temperature, your core temperature, which means that you are very susceptible to hypothermia in that kind of situation, which is a very common way that hikers die when they are outside and exposed to the elements. Because you never know when the weather could change in your location, and that can happen when you least expect it and it can happen when you least want it to happen and it actually just rained here so make sure you always have a way of being able to shelter yourself from the rain item number seven is having two-way radios and the reason why i say that is because it honestly it's recommended by the red cross as well as other organizations that focus on preparedness so having two-way radios what that's going to do is allow you to separate from somebody else maybe you and a group go this way and someone else with a group and a group go this way you find your way to help or safety or whatnot and you can radio the other uh, two-way radio and communicate that you have found location or help or something to that effect and then you can coordinate help for the other uh, person or group of people so having two-way radios is very useful because you can be in a either a dead zone or a disaster could hit and you lose your communication so always make sure you have two-way radios on you item number eight is having a knife and item number nine is having fire combustion tools you want to have knives and fire tools if you cannot find your way out of a disaster and you more or less have to hunker down. Having knives can help you process wood and I also would say having a saw is useful for that as well. So I have both of those in my kit. I have uh, a knife, a backup knife, as well as a saw. And then having items that can help start a fire. Honestly, you're going to want to have multiple ways of starting a fire just in case one or two of them fail. So I'll put all those things in your survival kits, in your bug out bags. That way you can last longer and eventually find help uh, the next day or the day after or however long it takes. Having fire and having a knife on you, uh, those are going to be ways that you can extend your survivability when you're in a bug out situation. Alright, the last item and the reason why I put this as item number 10 is because it'll probably be the last thing you reach for, which is food. Whenever something bad happens, something stressful happens, you are probably going to lose your appetite pretty quickly depending on the severity of the situation. But eventually, if help does not come, you might find yourself with a lot of free time as well as, um, you know, an appetite because you burned a lot of calories. So make sure you do have some food on you. Alright guys, so those are the 10 items that I recommend that you have in your bug out bags at a minimum. Of course, I have more than those 10 items in my bug out bags. I have wipes, I have playing cards, I have sunscreen, bug spray, a bunch of other different things in here as well as uh, mini survival kits in here too. Multiple ways of starting fire, purifying water, all those kind of things. So I'm not saying you only need these 10 items in your kit. I recommend that you have at least have a, at a minimum these 10 items to help increase your survivability. All right, and we're now All back. Right. And um, if you're just now tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show, we are talking about emergency planning, being ready for anything. Um, so we definitely talked about, you know, the coronavirus outbreak and how it's been affecting, you know, many countries. We also have a special guest on the line with us, Mr. Dope Strain, who has been talking with us about what to do uh, to be prepared for um, any survivalist-type uh, situation that we possibly could end up in. Um, so I have a question that I would like to pose to uh, uh, Dope Um What should we do to get our 
communities involved, like to bring more awareness on how to become more of a survivalist and how to prepare for these things? What should we do? Well, the the problem I've found personally in the black community, brother, is uh, as my grandmother used to say, we don't believe fat meat is greasy. You know, <laughs> we don't believe that these <laughs> things can happen to us. Um, right. For 20 years, I've been the guy running around saying that the sky is falling, and now I'm the guy in a little tinfoil hat telling everybody, I told you so. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, has, has, has the people... We don't feel we should. We really should prepare for anything. And uh, like the brother from mm. New Orleans said, uh, you know, I was actually on the coast. I was in Mobile around that time. And mm. when the hurricane hit, black people really didn't take it serious. You know, they were, oh man, it'll be over. We're gonna throw a party and blah blah blah. Right. And it didn't go that way. And even after we uh, learned that painful lesson. And many of us had to stand on the buildings with signs saying, help us, trying to get the government to come in. And we saw that after Katrina, we still made no preparations to prepare our community for things like this. We don't own boats. We don't own generators. Most of us don't have a a first aid kit. It's a hard and painful uh, lesson that we seem to just have to keep going over time and time after again. So it's difficult, and I don't really have the answer. Mm. So let me ask you all, and this question is for not just for Nobella, this is for everyone on the phone, um, but I know that over the past week we saw President Trump come on TV talking about how, you know, the government's planning on, you know, several type of assistance, right? So do we feel that we would get the actual assistance that we need if we go on a lockdown? Because you got to think about you have people living in different tax brackets. People experiencing life very differently than a lot of a lot of people. Like, will they get the same benefits? Will they get the needs that? Will their needs be met? That is the question. Do we feel that way? Um, just in my opinion, when you look at, and and he's shown a history of you know neglecting and also just this mm-hmm. disenfranchising certain parts of this country. Uh, when it comes to receiving the assistance, they've already cut food stamps, and that's not, that's going to hurt more than us because that ain't just black people. That's going to hurt people in general. Um, when it gets to the point where you have to rely on FEMA, we see that FEMA has already been incompetent with mm, Katrina and yes. all the other disasters that we had in this country. So you know they right. are the national arm of emergency. So when it comes to that, when you look at FEMA, you really better be getting yourself prepared with like what we're talking about today. So I wouldn't, yes, I wouldn't sir. really think that people would get that, that help that they would need. Now, when you say different tax brackets, um, mm-hmm. I guarantee you people that are making over a hundred K or maybe 500 K a year, they ain't worried about nothing. They got a, they got a shelter. Uh, they got all type of food. They got all type of stuff sitting, waiting already. No matter of fact, they're privy to information that we're not even aware of. So when they really yes, do sir. hit the fan, they already ready for it. That's right. We sitting back like, oh, we got to react to it. They already right. like, ah, look at you over there struggling. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's my thought on that part of it. I mean, I I I, I feel you on that because you also got to look about this too. Like, think about where we go to get our resources. What if that was cut off? What if Walmart stated that they were closing all their stores, Kroger closing all their stores? Like, what will we do next? Like, also, too, you have to think about those stores get their products brought to them by either plane or trucks. What if that was mm-hmm. cut off? What will we do? Um, when you when you think about the game Monopoly, when mm-hmm. a person owns all the properties, you indebted to them, right? The slave is indebted yes, to sir. his master, which his master is the money. Yeah, right man. now we're in a situation where if, like you said, Al, if Walmart decides to say, hey, we're going to shut down, it's a wrap for a lot of people because we're not like we've been saying this whole show. We're not prepared. This show has opened my eyes up. I'm not prepared. Mm-hmm. Truly prepared. Um, if, if we were truly prepared, I feel comfortable with this whole situation and conversation right now. But I'm like, right. really think, I'm not going to wig out and bug out about it. But it's opening my eyes up to things that I need to 
put a little bit better in motion right at this point. Most of I, I think so. Go ahead, Jen. Um, well, I think that it was highlighted earlier, which is a wonderful point. This isn't our first rodeo. This isn't our first time knowing that America has a hard time handling disasters. It has a hard time handling, um, you know, when when um, people need assist, large amounts of people need assistance. And it's up to us as a community to take hold and take care of our own communities and do what we have to do. Um, if we don't, it's going to be survival. But I will say this. America's number one thing is money. And it's not going to let mm. its you know, money makers go down. It's not. So the workers and everything, we have to live in order for the billionaires to keep making billions. So they, they won't let us totally drown. Um, I, I don't see that happening because we're the workforce. Mm. Well, they're going to reduce the population as much as they can. They already been trying to do that for years, years, and that ain't no conspiracy, <laughs> right? It's not. So, well, I think I it's kind of like, like with. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, though, Okay, I was gonna say. Uh, I think it's kind of like the situation that uh, was in Venezuela not too long ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Hugo Chavez. Mm-hmm. Was a man of the mm-hmm. people. Everybody yep. loved Hugo Chavez, and he did his best to take care of his people. But when he died, uh, another regime came in office, and this new regime claimed that they were still following in the footsteps of Chavez, and everything was going to be just the way it was, and it's going to be free bread right. and circus for everybody. And, right. and that's uh, that's something that uh, America has built itself on: is free bread and circus. So as long as they can keep mm-hmm. you distracted with that. A lot of times we don't really realize how much trouble the empire is in. You know, they don't want to get rid of everybody per se because, like the sister said, you need a workforce. But what happens when uh, you can't stop the machine? And instead of telling the truth, you lie about it. It's just like uh, when when Trump came out and said, "Oh man, we got a corona virus test for everybody. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal." Right. And then a couple of weeks later, right. they came out and said, "No, Trump, that's a lie." You know, exactly. we don't have tests for everybody. So it's it's not so much their intention to uh, curb the herd, so to speak, but they're at a point where they're going so fast and so far that they can't stop now. Mm-hmm. Now, Al, you you did you did pose the question of how we can make make our people more aware of this uh, with shows right. like this. Um, I, I wish people would listen to Doe better more. Pay attention to the brother. Uh, pay attention to other people in your community that's, that's trying to get you to pay attention to the, the things that you're ignoring. Um, we, we've said it too many times, our people are reactionary. And and mm-hmm. when things really do happen, you can't just hope to pull yourself out of that, that, that whale. Because uh, it's like, well, really quick, Sam, because we slowly sink and don't even realize. Uh, well, one I, of the things... Yes, ma'am. I, I like to say this, if I can say this. I, you know, you see all the time on TV, whether it's true or not, those, you know, for better words, those white survivalists, you know, extremists, they take their people in the woods and teach them how to shoot and teach them how to hunt and teach right. them how to, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of us have boys or even a part of Boy Scouts, and I will put my boys in Boy Scouts because of the molestation thing that they have going on. But, you know, right. you know, I... You know, we we need to start doing that too. We need to have our own camps. I, I, I'm a woman. You know, I would like you know to to join a group and you know you guys take me out there and show me how to survive. You know, on my own if something was to happen to you know the men in my family, how can I keep going? How can I survive? We need to start doing the same. And we look at some of those you know white extremists as extremists and crazy for being out there in the woods. But if something we see now something go down, they the one that's gonna survive you, and they, keep going. They, they gonna be ready. Great point, Queen. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll also add to that. Um, for those, I know that traditionally, most people look at Girl Scouts if for for those parents who have girls, and say, "Oh, well, all they do is sell cookies." And I think it also depends on your troop. I know for my daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, her troop when we were in Marietta, they did. It, the Boy Scouts were jealous. Uh, they she's been putting together first aid kits and survivalist kits since she was seven or eight years old. 
you know, mm-hmm. so they have those pro. If you do, I just say that to say if you have a girl and she's currently in uh, the Girl Scouts, they do actually have those programs. I will put pressure on your troop leaders because I mean I'm paying for it. I will put pressure on your troop leaders to actually implement those programs that they do have in place. Again, I know it's not very much widely known for Girl Scouts, but those programs do exist. And she actually mm-hmm. called me this morning saying the same thing, like, Dad, I got my kit together. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's it, baby girl. At <laughs> the Jen's right. point, you know, <laughs> she knows how to shoot. I've been shooting since I was 11. Why would I not teach my kids the same thing? And I felt like that's I right. probably started a little too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same Man, here. Man, I'm so behind. Same here. Gun ranges and all that. Um, and, and from my understanding, though, Bella, you, you definitely, y'all have um, – like clubs that that actually teach people how to shoot and everything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we, Can you we, talk about we that a little? Definitely bit? would like to. Yes, sir. We uh, would like to have uh, one or more than one rather open to the community. But even amongst some of us who are supposed to be woke and members of these organizations, a lot of us are limited in our knowledge. You know, you have a lot of people, mm-hmm. man. They like to call them our armchair revolutionaries. You know, they'll get in front of that keyboard and, you know, they'll black power. And and then when they get out of their house, they go walk to the white man's job and, you know, they go to the white man restaurant. And there's nothing that they put into the community. So uh, if you're not practicing these things in the community, then uh, how can our people know? Just like the sister said earlier, you see these white guys get out there, they get with their wives and their kids and they go out there and do this and it becomes way of life for them, you know. It's not the same in our community, and that's what we're fighting against, but we don't have enough members to really make an impact yet. We need more people involved, and they don't have to be parents. Right. Just, you know, people who have the skills that are willing to go out there and say, hey, I know this. I'll teach you. Yeah. Uh, Do- uh, Dovella, if you don't mind, I want to get your contact info from uh, from Kev, and then I want to get with you because uh, I work with a nonprofit here in Gulfport, and we do a lot okay. of stuff with the youth. I'd love to see about getting you to come down and, and maybe we do like a, a for that lack of would a, term, be great. a boot camp. That yeah, would dope. be great, brother. I would definitely donate my time. Yeah, I I, I definitely would love to get you down there. I, I know they would be, you know, very excited about doing that. You know, we have a facility yes, where we can do it. And, you know, actually our executive director is a former military. He's a uh, He's retired military, so I know he'd definitely be on board as well. Great, great. Let's make that happen. All right, man. That sounds good. Yes, sir. Well, we do appreciate you for uh, coming in and, and dropping some knowledge uh, today. Um, you're more than welcome to come back if you have any topics that you want us to cover, because I know, uh, once again, I will reiterate, uh, you know, some of the things that you've done with the Drunken Master Show. Uh, it's an Internet yes, show. Sir. Could you give uh, people information about your Drunken Master Show? Yes, sir. Uh, it's actually called the, the uh, Drunken Disciple. And uh, it's Drunk basically about I'm local sorry. history. And my oh, brother, you good people say it all the time. I'm a martial arts fan. Uh, yeah. it, it's basically about <laughs> the history of uh, black people here in the state of Mississippi. You know, stuff that we walk past every day, landmarks, monuments that we know nothing about. So mm-hmm. just to kind of shed light to our people on their history. Okay. And, and, also, and uh, you can uh, find it on those... Facebook. Right. Do you have the uh, uh, address that you can give out? Yes, sir, but I don't it? have it right off the top of my head. But if you if you go to Facebook and you punch in Drunken Disciple, D-R-U-N-K-I-N, Disciple spelled the regular way, it'll pop up. Okay. And as far right as now. with the uh, Black Panther Party, uh, if anybody's interested in joining the Black Panther Party, uh, how can they get in contact with that organization? Yes, sir. They can reach us uh, here at 662-610-610. 6707 or you can contact my Facebook page, uh, Dobelly Stray. You know, unusual name, always pops up, no problem. Um, there's Tony Brown who is also a head member and uh, Sister April Mumford. So all of those people are in my friend list and if you pop, pop, punch in Dobelly Stray everything else will pop up. You'll get in contact with one of us. All right. Man, once again, we do appreciate, uh, Chairman, we do appreciate your time and your information. Uh, Nick, I'll get that information over to you. Al, uh, it is your reign right now. Go ahead, bro. Man, we definitely want to appreciate everybody. I just want to thank you guys. 
Hey, definitely appreciate you, Phil Bellis. Appreciate your time. Yes, sir. And appreciate Thank you. everybody for tuning in to today's show. Uh, we definitely had a great discussion on emergency planning in reference to the coronavirus and also, you know, getting yourself together and prepared for anything that will occur uh, in our future. Uh, you can always go back and, and re-listen to this show on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman. You can also follow us on any podcast app such as uh, the podcaster app, iTunes, uh, Listener, iHeartRadio. We're definitely on those avenues as well. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. And thank you for taking an hour out your day to tune in to the Middleman Radio. This is the Middleman Talk Show. Hey, guys, really quickly before we, we hop off, I just wanted to say one quick thing uh, just as a as a quick plug. You guys know down in Gulfport, uh, they just recently shut down the schools, uh, at least initially till the end of uh, March. And so tomorrow, uh, that the same nonprofit I've been telling you guys about, Extend a Hand, Help a Friend, we're actually going to be giving away uh, free hot lunches to school-aged children um, this week uh, from 12 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. Um, I'll put it in the Middleman Facebook group for everybody to check out, but uh, please, if you know someone in the area or if you're in the area and you have school-aged children, you know, at the very least, you know, we can give them a hot lunch this week, and we're trying to extend it as far out as we can. All right. Any other uh, announcements or anything we need to let the people know? Everybody, I drive guess not. Mamas and daddies crazy while you at home. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, Jen. Don't drive us, mamas and daddies crazy. Act like you are in school. It is still a regular business in my house. We are pretending we are at <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I still got that like grandpa's on uh, on boondogs. I got that belt. Okay. I still believe in corporal punishment. Uh, so once again, we're going to end the show uh, with our man, Dirty Harry. Hal, could you give everybody the information on uh, Dirty Harry uh, and his records that he's pushing right now? Yes, definitely check out Dirty Harry on com. You can check him out and listen to all our projects. Uh, the song that we're going to play for you guys today is Chess by Dirty Harry. And we out. Believe in yourself, protect your wealth, start playing chess cause they're killing black people Don't place your faith in the sun, moon and stars, God is the only one who knows who you are Believe in yourself, protect your wealth, start playing chess cause they're killing black people Yo, who you studying, who you trying to be like, Salt to dead, ain't nobody getting no fire like We in the streets trying to overcome this evil, this ain't no joke no more, they killing black people Cause we not really considered citizens We don't know the best emancipation put us in Terms of the document was that we need in But we stayed cause they had our folks believing I don't know about you, but where my mule at? Where the acres that they promised that we're going at? They sat back just to see if we would roll with that Black folk cheap labor made the country fat Don't give a damn about the Democrat Republican Gay folks took the shine off the black man More interested in what's in your underwear than black Believe in yourself, protect your wealth, start playing chess, cause they're killing black people. He drives for the fact that his girl hot. If he the have, then I guess you are the have not. You cussing what he have, so he in a bad spot. Like people hurt, they don't try to live a good life. You slow and simple minded, so you live a bug life. Competing for the scraps that fall off while they table. An old story going back to Katie Namor. These evil rappers that you focused on your low self. Copy how they live, that ain't good for your health. You can't learn to be a man from a pop star. Head in the clouds like he was a rock star. Who you gonna be? Like an animal, and that's how you be looked upon. Not understanding what be locked inside your DNA. A righteous man will always choose to walk the narrow way. Don't your faith in the sun, moon, and stars. God is the only one who knows who you are. Believe in yourself. Protect your wealth. Start playing chess, cause they're killing black people.
Stayed on the phone long enough. Well, I spoke too fast. They they was on there for a few moments. That's the first time they heard see that record. I'm here. See why you sitting there trying to talk about me? I'm still on here. I'm just multitasking. I know that. I said I, I, I said that's the first time y'all stayed on this long to listen to this record. Okay, that's fine. That's because they talk. They used to be talking to talking What now? They be talking to me and talking loud, just like Chase getting ready to talk to me. A rider talking to me about okra and bath. What? Okay. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all, we out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>